Christmas time where isolation and loneliness can kick in for so many. We offer them all to you, all those who are struggling. Fill the air with prayer and supplication, rising up to God. Said with faith, Authentic declarations for the ones we love. Jesus, the light of the world is here. Jesus, anointed. The source of all wisdom, the word before time begun, come work a miracle today. Come work a miracle today. Words are really simple. Fill the air with prayer and supplication. Fill the air. Rising up to God, rising up to God, said with faith, said with faith, authentic declarations, authentic declarations for the ones we love, for the ones we love. Jesus, the light of the world is here. Jesus, anointed and holy, anointed and holy, the source of all wisdom, source of all wisdom, the word before time, but time began, come work a miracle today, come work a miracle today. Prayer and supplication fill the air with prayer and supplication rising up, rising up to God. Said with faith, said with faith, authentic declarations, authentic declarations for the ones, for the ones we love. The word before time, the word before time began. We milk a miracle today. Come work a miracle today. 
and holy anointed and holy the source of all wisdom source of all wisdom the word the word before time began come work a miracle today come work a miracle today of surprises, the unexpected, who can break through in such amazing ways into our situations. We've seen it in the past, Lord, for those we love, we offer our prayer and place them at the altar, the altar of your grace and mercy. presence with us, Lord. 
knowing you are with you, us all the time. Christine very kindly uh, gave me my new releaser plug and uh, I thought it'd be nice to sing a song from that. A song which really invites us to open up our hearts afresh for a fresh touch, for a fresh encounter. It's a kind of prayer. Open the door within my heart I'm handing you the key Visit the places hid from sight Come dwell in the deepest me If I could see you as you are Abandon my false beliefs I'd find such pure and radiant love Discover the peace I seek Doubts I carry Dreams I Like the winds blow cruel Move me that I might bring your hope Into this fallen world Doubts I carry 
control Make this a prayer as you sing Open the door within my heart I'm handing you the key Visit the place it hid from, hid from sight Dwell in the deepest me Here we go Open the door within my heart I'm handing you the Visit the places hid from sight Dwell in the deepest Dwell in the deepest me And we thank you, Lord, for that place of surrender You can achieve so much because at that place we are available to you and your Holy Spirit and you expand the possibilities. Apostle Paul's prayers actually it was sung to music but it's about putting on the mind of Christ enlarging our heart and enlarging our vision it's got a very simple chorus let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Sing that with me. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Lay down your knees of being seen. We'll stay to sand position. Don't grasp or hoard for our reward is found. In serving others, let the same mind, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Stop wasting time. Fame and pride pursue a greater vision. Identify, bring hope and light, be generous to the stranger. Let the same mind, 
Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Amen. Holy Spirit, let these words speak to our spirit. Let them work their work. They're like seeds planted in our innermost being. They are truth. They are life. Yeah. Let them settle now in our hearts and our minds. We're not here for singing songs or for entertainment. We're here that your spirit will work through our time together, Lord. We thank you for Dave's anointing to to minister the right words. Lord, and we honour you, and we honour him, and we, we say amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen, Lord. Lord, I just pray for us as we come to the end of one year and the beginning of the new, which is a, an earthly marker in time, Lord, that we will not have the mind of the world, that we will have the same mind as you, Lord Jesus. Yep. Lord, deliver us from foolishness of believing what the world says. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray you'll give us a hedge of protection, that you'll send angels to watch over us and our family and our households and those that we love, that we will not enter 2022 with the mind of the world that as we've received these words, they will become reality and change us. Lord, you say we need to be transformed by renewing our mind, and we do that when we hear your word and we agree with it. Lord, we've sung these words. We agree with them. Yeah, let's receive those words. Before we move on, if any of you have got a prayer or something to share or a comment. We want to hear when we come together, everyone hath. So if you've got a hath that you need to share, let's do it now before we move on. Yes, and each one of us may find our true purpose in you. Our true purpose for being here. Yes, Lord, this is my prayer for myself, but it's my prayer for my brothers and sisters too, Lord, that each one of us might find our true purpose for being here. There's no time to waste. And so, Lord, I pray that we might see in this next year the body your body, Jesus, coming together 
just the way you planned it at the beginning. Yes. 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 Yes, we worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yes. As we were worshiping, the Lord just uh, reminded me of a time when, um, it was several years ago when Todd Bentley fell and uh, everybody was judging, judging him, you know, for the sin that, I mean, it was sin, but and everyone was a place of judgment. And then, um, Bill Johnson, and I know it was Bill Johnson and Rick Joyner. Rick Joyner especially worked with him. But instead of judging him, they they showed mercy to him and helped him walk that out. Now, I struggled with what was going on. Well, what is wrong with these guys? This guy's obviously in sin. He's been caught. I've, you know, it's a known thing. What are, you, what are they doing, you know? And now when I look back on if you look at it from the knowledge, um, the two trees, we're not to judge, you know, we're, we're to look at others through the Lord's eyes, through Father's eyes, and he doesn't judge, he never judged it. Jesus, in fact, was probably the only one who could make accurate judgments, but he didn't do it, you know, not my job is what Jesus said. And so therefore it's certainly not ours to judge. And um, I'm just looking here and thinking about what, what, um, it's in the um, the message of the two trees. Uh, it's so much more joy and freedom when we don't have to work out how much a person is right or wrong, but we just love them. And I'm thinking in the culture that we're in right now, I, I, I don't know what it's like in the UK, but here in the US, man, it's like everybody, you're either for the person or you're against them. Pure judgment. We're just living in pure judgment, which is living from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil we're not living from the tree of life and so we judge and what we judge comes back on us and we say well why is what's going on with the church well the church is judging and so then the church is receiving right back and in looking back at bill and and rick when they were working with um todd that was the right thing to do you know they were helping him they wanted to restore him to fellowship and that's that's the lord he wants us to repent of our sin and come into relationship with him. The enemy wants us to pull us away. That's the whole purpose of the two trees, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We know good and evil, and so we we begin to judge others. It That's where our, this whole performance orientation comes in. We, we have to perform and do what's good. We know, oh, this is good. I have to be, do good so that God will judge me in the right light, and he will... He will love me because I'm doing right where he doesn't judge me. Mercy triumphs over judgment, the word tells us. And so we need to be in that same place. We need to really be aware of living and um, dwelling in that place of uh, and partaking of the tree of life. And that's love. That's God's love. It's, just, it's, it's like that living. A, a tree is just that picture of God's love. There's no judgment there. It's life, life and love, and uh, not judgments of any kind. So God was just so. Father, I just pray that more and more we can live in that place 
Yeah. Uh, place of the knowledge, not from the knowledge of good and evil, but living in that place of the tree of life. Live, love is where life is all about. And so, Father, help us just to receive your love and just to grow in that relationship with you. Uh, restore us to that place that you originally intended of relationship with you, not separation, knowing what's good and bad, but living in that place of intimacy with you, Father. I pray that for each and every one of that, of us, Father. Yes, amen. Amen. As someone once said, the mind of Christ that we were singing about, the mind of Christ is how love thinks. Mm. Love can think. Yeah. Thank you, Ray. Okay, on that, I'm going to ask Phil to share. Over to you, Phil. Okay, thank you, Chris. Well, our aim is to um, follow on from, uh, from last time when you shared, Chris, on the two trees. I'm a bit of a, um, a presenter that uh, jumps around, so Nick made me a tigger, but, so I'm having to sit down today, so um, I can't move around so fast. Um, but thinking about the two trees, I think one of the things that I wrote down and we've been praying about is the fact that we do live in a very uncertain world uh, full of amazing change. And actually, I think as we understand the two trees, um, it helps us as we move forward. And I think the two trees is, is not only about knowledge, but it's more about how we live and the, um, the kingdom that we live in. And one of the things I've realized that um, to understand any subject, we need to understand um, the environment, the context um, where that happened. And I think that's really applicable with Genesis to understand why the two trees are in Genesis in the garden and why God created man. So I want to take you on a brief history of time. So come with me on a journey before time ever was. In the beginning, God created the universe. He said, let there be light. And, you know, light is the, is the result of something amazing happen. Light doesn't exist by itself. It's the result of a chemical reaction or a reaction happening. So God said, let there be light. And at that point, everything that God created, be it theoretical, physical, spiritual, all knowledge uh, was created by God. And first of all, God, this is my, my interpretation anyway, uh, God populated the heavens with eternal beings. Um, and I'm sure it was an amazing place. He created Lucifer and all of the angels. Lucifer was number two. He was the worship leader. He was the most beautiful. And at some point, he decided, I want to be as God. Um, but as you know, the coup failed. But 33% of the angels wanted to follow Lucifer. So what was the result? Lucifer, the usurper, the deceiver, and a third of the angelic beings were banished to earth. Um, evil for the first time existed in the universe and here on earth. And, and it's within that environment and within that context that God lovingly created man and woman, and he planted them in a beautiful garden. And what was their role? Their role was to live 
as beings in the presence of Almighty God, in presence of their loving creator. And it was from that place that they were to subdue and bring dominion over all of the earth. God also planted in the garden two particular trees, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You might say, well, why did he plant two trees? They only really needed one, didn't they? They needed the tree of life because they got everything from God. They got everything from their intimate relationship with God. They were made in God's image. They, they should, as physical beings, have lived forever. Um, they obviously had an eternal spirit. So why? Why the second tree? I suggest perhaps it's because God didn't want robots. He wanted beings that could make a choice. Would they love God? Would I love God? Or would they not? So the fruit of free will um, is a dangerous thing because, you know, free will, with free will comes choice. And with choice comes consequences and responsibility. So we know that the, uh, the choice of free will was a bitter fruit for the human race. And it was the start of what you might call the blame game. Oh, it was their fault. It, I had to do it. But Adam and Eve, they had responsibility for what they did and whole of mankind suffered those consequences. We know that mankind was re removed from the garden to protect them. Um, and that blame game continues to this day. It's not my fault, echoes constantly, but we can't get away from separating the choices, consequences and responsibility. Mankind was removed, as I say, and then Jesus started his, his plan B, but perhaps it was always plan A, I don't know, over the next period of time. And it culminated with Jesus becoming the next or the tree of life, not the next tree of life, the tree of life, the new tree of life. You might say, well, Phil, has this got any relevance to us today? You know, the two, but I would say, well, the two actual trees in Genesis have become two symbolic trees of today. There is still the battle between choice, between which tree will we live from? Will we go after death or will we go after life? Will we go in living a relationship with God or we live in the doing of the world's way? As in Genesis, in the garden, we can choose life or death. Where does our energy come from? Does our peace, where does our knowledge come from? Where does our love come from? In one sense, the two trees are not simply about knowledge, but they're about understanding consequences and obedience and about choice. And certainly, as Ray was saying, they're about love. Those trees represent, or the tree of life represents love. Don't get me wrong, God loves knowledge and uh, he loves to reveal it to us. Um, and I think that's really special. God has all of this knowledge and he doesn't hold it to himself. He, he offers it to us. And the Bible encourages us to gain knowledge and understanding and wisdom, to be like the sons of Issachar, um, to know the times and the seasons. And this is a particular point in history where we need to understand the times and the seasons when we live in uncertainty. 
uh, an amazing change. So I think one of the things I'd really like to emphasize is it's important to realize that God's plan and intentions that he originally had when he planted man in the garden have not changed. Man and woman created in God's image were to bring his image to the evil earth by subduing and taking dominion. You know, the sons of God in, in um, Romans 8, uh, they're to do the same job. We're to do the same job. You might say, well, I can't change the whole world. No, but we can change the world where we live. We can be influences um, in, in where we are. Do you know, I think it's at the point of receiving Christ as our saviour, we become citizens of the kingdom of God. We have open access to Jesus, the tree of life and eternal life. And in one sense, you know, we receive a passport um, in the kingdom. And uh, inside the British passport, it says, Her Britannic Majesty, Secretary of State. And it goes on to say, um, and it outlines the citizen's right for free travel <clears throat> and the right for protection. And I wonder if our passport in the kingdom should read, Lord Yahweh, commander of the angels' armies, requests and requires in his majesty's name that all whom it may concern must allow the bearer to pass freely without let or hindrance and afford the bearer such assistance and protection that may be necessary. So we hold a kingdom passport and that kingdom passport means we can actually travel into the world. We, uh, we're not of the world, but we do live in the world. But the, the, the other danger is that when we hold the kingdom passport, like we hold the British passport, I can go and live in France or the US, and I may not carry the benefits of the UK with me. And I think that's what happens to us sometimes in the uncertainty um, and all the news coming to us. We we carry our passport, we go and live in the wrong world. We start to eat from the wrong tree. So how do we know which tree we're, we're eating from? How do we know where our knowledge is coming from? Well, one way could be by the fruits of the spirit because fruit produces fruit. Um, if you don't understand that, ask me later. Um, I hope you've um, you managed to read some of the notes we sent out and we'll ponder those questions uh, a bit later. So as we eat the fruit of the tree of life, so fruit in our lives will be shown and the Holy Spirit helps us to grow fruit. So we read in Galatians, don't we? What are the seven fruits of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindliness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. So those of us who are in Christ are distinguished from unbelievers in that we are gifted by the Holy Spirit and enable, that enables us to bear fruit. So we abide in Christ. It's about being, not striving. It's about carrying his burden, which is light. And it's living from a place of being and then doing comes from being. Do we abide in the world? Um, if you do, then you become a doer. The burden can sometimes be heavy. It can be stressful. It can be 
anxious, it can be fearful, it can be restless, it can be unsatisfied, striving. In one sense, they're all opposites, aren't they, of the fruits of the spirit. So we want to eat from the tree of life and to eat that fruit and allow the Holy Spirit to produce those, those fruits in us uh, and protect us from the fear and anxiety and uncertainty that comes from the wrong tree. Let's just look a little bit quickly at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. <clears throat> As I said, all knowledge ultimately comes from God. He created the universe. He knows how everything works. He's a brilliant mathematician. He's a brilliant scientist. And uh, he's one that we can learn from. But, you know, not all knowledge is good and not all knowledge is appropriate. In fact, some is forbidden. I mentioned that in the notes, divination, sorcery, idolatry, etc. And, you know, Satan, the corrupter and deceiver, takes what is pure and twists it to do us harm. So living from the wrong tree, we're told, brings death. Sometimes gaining knowledge would do us harm. Sometimes it won't. But I think it is also not about just about knowledge, but it's about what is the motivation and how do we apply that knowledge? That's where it can be really flawed. So knowledge in general is neutral, but the application and reasoning and its use may not be. So <clears throat> as we begin to wind down here, if we live from the wrong tree, it can damage us. We live in a fallen world. Our physical bo bodies are no longer eternal. Our eternal spirit is locked inside physical time for a season on the fallen earth. In one sense, you could say we start to die at birth. Um, but Jesus, the new tree of life, says, <clears throat> come to the one who is high and lifted up. Come, eat the fruit of life that is available for you to eat. And we read in Psalm 34, verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. <clears throat> Choice is there. Turn aside from the world, accept life. Healing and restoration, transformation is available when we eat from the tree of life. So corruption starts at birth and we grow up in a damaged world and we can be damaged. I, I sort of see it like a tree or a plant that's made to grow out of the way it was designed. One day, a new gardener comes along and he starts to retrain and prune and carefully brings back the tree to the shape it wants it should have been. It takes time and it can be painful. And it's the same with us. If we live from the wrong tree, or if we're part of the kingdom, and then we go into the, into the world and start to live from the wrong tree, we might need healing. And certain ministries like RTF and Father Heart can be used by the Holy Spirit to set us free. And certainly my testimony is that RTF has changed my life and made me a very different person to the person I grew up as. So I would encourage all of us to explore those ministries if we need to. So let's conclude. Let's wrap it up. And I think the big conclusion is the tree of life. It's about love. It was always God's intention 
for mankind to live in relational harmony with him and with each other. For us to be in partnership with God, to subdue and bring dominion to the earth and to bring God's kingdom as it is in heaven to earth. For us to have free will, to be able to choose to love God or not. God gave Jesus the tree of life to us to live from and to bring healing and restoration to the damage done to us by eating from the wrong tree. So the tree of life gives us life, purpose and identity. It defines our place in eternity and it's the glue that joins us all together as a body, as the bride. It powers the universe and eternity. Jesus, the tree of life, he is the way and the truth. He is the knowledge to live by and he's the knowledge to live in. In him, we have our being. Why would you not want to live from the tree of life? Come, all you who are thirsty and hungry, and I'll give you rest. So eat from the tree of life. Don't take your passport and go and live where you don't have the benefits of being in the kingdom. Over to you, Chris. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, it just feels like this is this is more relevant now than ever before with the polarization in the world, but also in the church and all different views. And Ezekiel 28:16, it says that Satan was a trader from the beginning. And he was trading in heaven. He was trading whatever he offered the, the, the demons that fell. And he was trading with mankind. And he trades with us today with when we listen, you know, to, to people's <coughs> views. And we choose to believe people's views rather than what the Spirit of God is saying. So, <coughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask Dave and Pat and Ray and Emily if they've got any comments to add. And then if anybody else has got any questions to ask Phil or Ray and Emily, who actually teach on this as well. But uh, Dave and Pat, have you got anything to add or comment or challenge? Thank you, Phil. Yeah. Thank you for that panoramic view. Yes. Um, before time began, we, we went through the whole thing, which is, yeah. which is great and amazing. Um, I'm interested in... You know, I'm thinking that we can, uh, how can I put this? Uh, we can choose to, to, uh, to eat from the tree of life, but the knowledge of, uh, of good and evil, sometimes we can translate that over to, into the, the knowledge of religion in our interpretation, uh, the way we use the Bible, um, which cannot be born out of love um, we end up with our interpretations. In other words, what I'm trying to say is um, it's, for me, um, what you're saying about free will is absolutely right, uh, but it's our independence from God that is the issue. Uh, uh, we either choose to be who we are in Christ or we inherit and adopt either a religious view or a worldview, um, which kind of works out those answers in our own systematic way of what we think. 
I mean, I'm thinking of Jesus when he went out um, uh, preaching, saw these amazing miracles, and then off he went into the hilltops to be silent and to be quiet, which was the complete reversal of the way that um, uh, the world system would work because it would immediately want to capitalise on fame and power and success. Uh, so um, it's that independence that, uh, you know, that, that, that those two trees summarise for me. And if you like, I was thinking about humanity. They were already always there, those trees. Um, but it seems to me that the Bible is fill, filled with Christ's moments where people move into a new phase. And it's like Adam and Eve were young growing up and then there came that moment where there was that choice before them and you know you choose life or you choose the knowledge of good and evil and it's almost like an initiation into the next phase the next level of humanity um, and uh, I think the challenge is always there before us do we choose life or do uh, you know, and it produces. I, I liked what you said last time about you know the fruit. It's it's all about the fruit, um, the fruit being love, and of course the amazing thing is about fruit is once it it, it once it comes once it's it's taken and received there's more fruit comes, so you know there's generosity, and there's life, um, but yeah they're profound images aren't they? Jesus says I am the way. Not just the teachings are the way, I am the way. And we've all got a unique calling and it's finding the source of that, the source of who God is that is so important to me anyway. Pat, I don't know if you've got anything to say. I well, don't know whether that was very coherent, but there we are. <laughs> um, yeah, well, first of all, thank you, Phil. Um, you brought light and life to us tonight. Thank you. And um, I like, it's true what you say, who wouldn't want to, you know, eat of the tree of life of Jesus um, when we see how wonderful he is. Um, I think also thinking about the fruit again, that's what caught my imagination. Often people say, well, what is God like? Who is he? What is he like? And he, he is all those fruits every single one of them that's what god is like every single one and i think um with his holy spirit within us as we we live from that tree of life through our life issues jesus wants us to abide in him and through these life issues learn to live through him and establish our true identity in him and um i just wrote down what we have in God, that God never changes. And first of all, he sees us all, every single one of us. And, I, I, and today I'm on this panel, but I just think every, every one of you are on this panel today. You've all got such great things to say. But God says to us all, we are all beautiful. He sees us as beautiful people, beautiful. I mean, that's, if you really think about that, God looks at us now and he thinks we're beautiful. Yes. God never changes, so he's always seen us as beautiful. And in every life situation, 
his life, his righteousness, grace, holiness, faith, I'm reading it out, character and power, it all belongs to us in Jesus. Wow. I mean, I could take a, you know, a whole year to think about what that really means. That's absolutely amazing. I'm going to say it again. In yeah. every life situation, Jesus in us, his life, righteousness, grace, holiness, faith, character and power belong to us we have all this in jesus yeah i'm i could go on and on and on we are a new creation and it's just you know getting so excited again about the wonderful life that we have in him but it's learning to live in it and to abide in him and again to establish his true identity in us that's it. <laughs> Looking forward yeah. to hearing everybody else. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Pat. As you said that, Pat, and we are the group. We're not going to do breakout groups tonight. We're going to great. carry that's, on. That's great, because I really felt that. We, yeah. 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 So when you said that, I thought, yep, yeah, that's what we'll do. So mm. thank you, Pat. Mm. But uh, Ray and Emily, before we open it up, anything you'd like to add? Um, I was just reminded of uh, Proverbs 11.30 that the fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And that's just another way of saying the tree of life is when we are in right relationship with Father. And that tree was, that tree is like a, a, um, a, a picture of what we want to, where we want to be. We want to be eating of the fruit of that tree. And um, um, I was thinking about the other tree the knowledge of good and evil, that's, it's, um, I was just looking here and in, in, in some of James's teaching, it's the manifestation of Satan's nature. It's the essence of his cor corrupted wisdom. And um, the knowledge of good and evil places a strong emphasis on right action as opposed to right motive. Mm. We, want to, we want to live from the heart. We want to live from um, and 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 the motive of loving others and lifting them up and helping them become more like Christ instead of judging them and pushing them away or praying curses on them or judgment on them. Um, we want to be we want to be living in that that place of 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 uh, where the fruit is righteousness, the fruit of righteousness. And uh, myself, I find myself a lot lately, especially the last, this last week, it's been, God's been dealing with me a lot about me judging myself, you know, not coming, not performing, not doing, um, not paying enough attention to Emily's needs, not, you know, putting myself first. Um, um, just really judging myself a lot. And so it's not just the judgment of others, but the judgment of self that um, I find myself um, evaluating myself all the time where instead of just seeing myself as father sees me, mm. you know, he sees me as his son. He sees me without, he doesn't see the faults. He just loves me. And he's just there for me to help me eat of that fruit of himself, that the tree of life. And Emily's Emily's taken off somewhere. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. Looking for something, but 
I like that idea that um, it's who does God say that I am rather than who do I say that I am yeah. or who do you say that I am. Mm-hmm. It's listening yeah. to, as, as you said, uh, Pat. <laughs> yes. To listen to those beautiful words, to incline our gaze to Jesus, to incline our ear to him. One of the things I really like about fruit is the fruit contains the seed. So if you plant that fruit in the ground, it will reproduce. And I think that's what the fruits of the Spirit do. As we plant them, they reproduce and they grow. I love that idea. And the interesting thing is when you plant a seed, the seed contains all the energy it needs to start growing um to produce those first leaves it has all the energy built in which uh, i think is you know as god plants seeds in us and we plant seeds in each other it has the holy spirit energy to germinate and grow and start to grow <clears throat> yes yes open up to you. you you can have questions you don't have to agree uh we we're above that because <laughs> We live above agreement on earth. Yes. John, have you got any comments? Yeah, I I was thinking, um, I'm of the opinion that in actual fact, the reason that we were shut out of the garden was because we actually didn't have eternal life. It wasn't in us when God created us. In other words, we were to be obedient and through obedience, eat of the tree of life and live forever. That's my opinion. And the reason we were shut out of the garden was because if we ate of the tree of the knowledge, uh, if we ate of the tree of life, after having eaten of the tree of the knowledge of evil, we would live in a fallen state forever. Mm. That of course would be a tragedy. So God in his mercy, I think, threw us out of the garden. Mm. And Jesus came and paid the price so that we could actually eat of the tree of life, receive his forgiveness and, and live forever. So I think you're absolutely right about the fruit because the whole image that we have is that G- the church becomes, as we live close to Jesus, Jesus' hands and feet and, and, and Jesus in the earth. The, the, the only place really of connection that they have is, is through the people of God manifesting the love of Jesus. Mm. I think um, we, we had a little praise for our work at one time, and we, we saw the church as a living reflection of Jesus. And that's our goal, and that's our aim, through eating of the tree of life and all the fruit that you're speaking about. It's really interesting because in our little meeting tonight, my daughter Sharon wept her way through her talk, and one of the things that she talked about was the seed that's planted in the ground. He was talking about resurrection life was in creation, in the very seeds, so that a seed can break through hard soil. It can almost break through concrete at times. A little seed uh, misplaces rocks and grows into uh, something ginormous. And she was really quite weak in what she was talking about. And it all ties in with what you're saying, is that if we plant those seeds of life, they have the life that can actually break through and, and bring that resurrection life in. And I, I just, I suppose we look at our own lives and we, we have to repent of, of, of actually not trusting God in situations and not choosing to eat that fruit at times 
um, we choose to be fearful and uh, and it produces its results. And I know that's something I've had to battle with in my own life in recent years is to do battle, well, I say battle, to receive God's grace to be able to overcome the fears that come with the situations that we find ourselves in. And um, I know you said it, uh, Christine, that, that uh, uh, the enemy's uh, his will is to divide and, and kill and destroy. And um, uh, that's what he's seeking to do today. And the church is, is divided very much over the whole COVID thing, for example. How do yeah. I practice tolerance and love in my family with people who are at the other end of the spectrum? And all I can say is that God has been very gracious to us in the family because we, we have very different perspectives within the family about the current situation. But we're still a family. We're still tolerant towards one another. We're still listening and we're still talking. And that means that we can, we can grow because we often say that iron sharpens iron. If you get rid of the opposition, if you do away with free speech, you think you've got strength to be able mm. to put your point of view. But in actual fact, what happens is that point of view grows to the point where it can destroy you. Instead of us coming together and in tolerance and love, uh, learning to, uh, to, to what God would say to us through one another. And that's something we're just learning right at this very moment in our family. And it's and by God's grace that we're able to do it. So thank you, Phil. And we, we want to see more of that lovely fruit in our own lives. I do. Mm. I, love I was weeping with Sharon tonight as she was talking because I just want that resurrection life to well up within me and, and to do its work. Mm. And the fruit of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah.